0: Uh well I'm ready whenever you are y'all guys are
1: I am too honey I think you can do it without music this week I think you can do it Nope
0: I can't I need to you lead are, in. you are you a seasoned vet at this point I know I still need to lead I in, will
1: man. I will coddle you no longer It just it kickstarts my brain to get in like Do you want me to do it Do You want me to lead off for you You want me to take your spot because you can't do it <laughs> Oh whoa You're trying to You're trying to I'm not trying to do anything. I'm just saying I'm not coddling you anymore. John, coddle
2: me please. <laughs> you can you should do it yourself, honey All right, here we go people. Bum 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 bum
0: bum 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 Welcome to another episode of FL, FFFL Podcast. Rolling into episode 9. So excited to be with you. Um, also joining us are co-hosts, William Myers and John Lassie. What's going on, guys? How are y'all feeling out
1: there? It's all good, baby, baby.
2: Yeah, I'm doing okay. Doing okay. Fantasy <laughs> is is rough out there when, when, you know, your number one overall draft pick is hurt. And Since- I don't trust... Since week trust, three, yeah, I don't trust a word that comes out of Matt Rule's mouth. He is, he does not tell the truth.
1: Oh, turning your back on your guy.
2: Well, yeah, he he already didn't tell the truth when he said, "I love Baylor. We're staying at Baylor. We're a great fit," and then left for Carolina.
0: Yeah, he's been a little sketch with his words, a little bit. Yeah,
2: don't a like bet. that.
1: Yeah,
0: I mean, it's guys, it's a bummer for me. I've lost three in a row. It's been rough out there.
1: Now, Lassie, how many in row have you lost? Four. Oh, Phil. oh, <clears> throat> throat> oh got me. That, that hurts. Yeah, well, hurts and and time. and uh, William squeaked one by. Oh my gosh, y'all! I thought I was gonna lose because the Dallas Cowboys had the ball at like the seven yard line with like a minute left, and I thought they were just gonna run the ball with Zeke twice, and he was gonna get in the end zone, and that would have beaten me. Instead, they threw it to Amari Cooper, and it was fantastic. Yep. So yeah, <laughs> you know, I definitely
2: squeaked by. You know what's funny is is I was you know I had one of those like you know Monday Night Miracles. What do I need? And I needed I I thought about tweeting and saying I need a stat correction of minus three points or whatever for the other team. And he actually got a stat correction plus three points. <laughs> <laughs> wow! So it just made it even worse. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that stinks. That stinks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, let's hop into it real quick before we get to our quick takeaways from last week. Uh, John, do you want to hit us with some pod stats?
2: Yes. So, uh, let's we'll see. Week not, We're going into week nine, so we have eight episodes. Um, 143 plays all time. Estimated audience of 16, which is down two from last week. And uh, 13 unique listeners, which is up one from last week. So, Great there you go
0: awesome we have one more listener than everyone on our in our uh, league that's great i'll take that
2: well and if you think about how will doesn't listen
0: oh i know i get that
2: it's you know it's two so
0: yeah so sorry all right well um we would love to continue to hear from people so if they want to follow us on the social medias or send us some questions because we would love to have more questions i'm sure john you're going to talk about that later Um, yes but let's let's hop into the one quick takeaway will give us your takeaway from week eight
1: yeah so i noticed something this week there were a couple big players coming back from injury nick chubb gronk jerry judy and they were all huge duds and so i kind of had the question like should you start guys the week they come back from injury if you can avoid it now obviously you're not not gonna start nick chubb right but like for example, a guy like Jerry Judy or Gronk, you know, maybe you just should wait a week. And I've I've started to know that because that's not the first time that's happened. It's happened a couple times earlier this season, like when Daniel Jones came back from his uh, his concussion going into the game against the Cowboys, and it got hurt. He was quarterback six. He mm. obviously gets hurt in the middle of the Cowboys game. The next week, he puts up like less than four points. Um, and Dalvin Cook had the same thing where he put up I think four and a half points a week after. Uh, or the week after coming off an injury. So uh, obviously you're going to start your studs, but if you can avoid it, I think it might be, and I haven't done a ton of research on this, but it might be worth your while to uh, wait a week. And that's something I'm going to keep watching, like whenever possibly you know Christian McCaffrey comes back or Chris Carson or those kind of players. How do they do when they come back? I'm, I'm curious to see.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I feel like there's some that you just have to put in your lineup.
1: Regardless. Of course. You're not not going to start Christian McCaffrey when he comes off. Andrew. Exactly. No way. There's no way. But still. Yeah.
0: Even Ch- <laughs> Chubb. Chubb, I would probably put in that conversation too. I, I, just, I agree with that. Yeah.
1: But like I started Gronk. I know in this case, I didn't have a choice because mm-hmm. Mark Andrews is on bye. But like he was a complete He got hurt again. And then Jerry Judy kind of the same way. Now, I don't know how much we're expecting a Jerry Judy, but I think that is kind of my point, right? If if Jerry Judy, who's not the Devontae Adams, you know Tyreek Hill tier of player, probably best just to sit him for a week or two and see how he does.
2: Yeah, I hear you. I think you know. Well, for regarding Jerry Judy, I felt like I didn't really have a choice. I mean, if you're looking at, obviously, I could have slid up Cooper into the wide the wide receiver two spot and opened up my flex maybe I <clears throat> maybe you want to would say you would start Rondell Moore there but Baton was on by I mean there's no one else I really could have I mean Tim Patrick yeah and it, know, it's like,
1: again it's it's the question of if you can should you not start them and in my case I didn't have a choice your choices were at the very least limited so right but I think it's something to to keep watch of and just to think on for the future like how do players do is it just completely dependent on the quality of the player. Is it something where generally they kind of trend towards poo-poo weeks?
0: Yeah, or is it or is it uh, specific injuries that are harder to mm. come back from? I don't know if we want to really dive
1: into it. Interesting. When Saquon Barkley comes back, I'm gonna be very interested in how he does. Or guys like Claudio Solaire or whatever. Yeah, i am going to be very interested sure. to see how they do yeah. when they come back. For
0: sure. That's Real true. quick though, Will, have you heard an update on Gronk? Is he like is he out for another week or is he day
1: to day? I looked earlier today and I didn't see any material updates, so I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, I'll check right now real fast while we move on, but, um, cause he, I don't
0: he, even know if he didn't make it through the whole game,
1: right? Oh no, he got pulled, you know, probably a halftime or something like that. Yeah. It's pretty early on.
0: Mm-hmm. Bummer. Bummer. Well, John, what do you got for us? Takeaways. Yeah. Us. So
2: we've talked a lot about the top backfields, um, You know and how they're performing and so i i dug a little bit into into that and wanted to to see if you guys could guess these um so this is top backfields now i'm not you know there's some backfields where they're using like three or four running backs i'm not i didn't include those those guys those backfields weren't even close really so this is like top two main running backs of each backfield um backfield one or the the first top ranked backfield has 249.2 points Number 2 is 214.5, number 3 is 207.4, number 4 is 203.9 and number 5 is 201.7. So who who do you guys think uh how, how does that top 5 line out for y'all?
0: I feel like the Dallas Cowboys have to be one. I feel like
1: I feel like they have to be one. Number 1 overall or in the 5.
0: They're definitely in the top 5. I'm I'm pretty sure they're number 1. Okay. Okay. Um, I See, believe this is
1: really hard because, like, Cleveland Browns, they've yeah. been out for a couple games, but like, I still, I still think, still they're, think up there. they're in that top yeah. five.
0: I agree. I think they're in the top five. Um, this is probably a uh, probably the Denver Broncos. I would say are in the top five with uh, Gordon and Williams.
1: I bet um... the Tennessee Titans are still in there. <laughs> well,
0: <laughs> they are probably, uh, but it just All counts right, I... Henry.
1: I'm going to go, here's my 5. I'm going to go in no particular order cuz who has time for that crap. I'm going to go Tennessee Titans. I'm going to go Cleveland Browns. I'm going to go Dallas Cowboys. I'm going to go Minnesota Vikings and I'm going to go let's say Detroit Lions. Okay. Yeah.
0: Cowboys, Browns, Detroit Lions, um uh, Broncos and my fifth team, gonna go out on a limb and say the Jets.
2: Okay. So number five at two hundred one point seven, the Dallas Cowboys.
1: Whoa. Okay.
2: Yeah, I didn't think they'd be top.
1: Pollard's fallen off, and Zeke hasn't been like spectacular. But
2: combined, they're still pretty good.
0: And and these are just two-headed backfields, or is this
2: like. Two-headed backfields, yeah. And, uh, again, I did this pretty quickly. So, I mean, and I didn't have an intern Steve. I, g- I gave him the day off that day, so I, I wasn't able to have him. You're too nice home. a boss. <clears throat> I do what I can. You know, I like to take care of my people. Well, then you're um, probably
0: definitely wrong because intern Steve is really smart.
2: Yeah, he is pretty smart. He He's a genius, some might say.
0: Yes. I they may say. Um,
2: right. <laughs> number four at 203.9 points. The Atlanta Falcons. Oh, that yeah, that's a good call. That's a good yeah. call. Number three at two oh seven point four, the Colts. That's surprising to me. Very surprising. It's mostly Jonathan Taylor. Well wow, yeah.
0: yeah.
2: <clears throat> um number two, we've talked about this backfill before at two fourteen and a half is uh Detroit. Okay. Mm-hmm. And number one at two forty nine point two is the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, of which, of which, Derrick Henry by himself has one ninety eight point one. Yeah, I figured he's almost in the top five by so, himself. Okay, now, so
1: to to clarify this, so I was I was three for five. Then that's pretty good.
2: So yeah, you guys mentioned the Browns, which it, I didn't. So I literally just took I I went to the ESPN scoring leaders by team and I I I selected each team and literally just added up the top two top two guys. So like the the Browns, Chubb's been out, Hunt's been out. So I didn't substitute in Johnson in his points and whoever right. else they had. Does that make sense? I didn't like count yeah. those. No,
1: I that that makes sense. I just thought the Browns the, the top two were both so productive. I thought they still might make it into the top five. Yeah.
2: Well Hunt's been out for a couple of weeks now. Yeah that's and, true. And Chubb missed at least two, I think. So so
0: I mean to clarify, I I was thinking you were meaning like people that share the backfield that are like two headed backfields, not like Derrick Henry who owns the backfield. No, I, yeah, to. sorry.
2: I just meant the top 5 backfields to date overall. Gotcha. So, gotcha. and then real quick, I want to take y'all through a a, a a little blind uh resume here for quarterbacks, okay? So this is in uh this is their fantasy points in their last 4 games as a starter for their team. Quarterback A has 22, 24.2, 23.1, 11.1 for an average of 20.1 points For the last four games. <clears throat> Quarterback B has 24.2, 17.5, 23.6 and 18.9 for an average of 21.1 points per game.
1: I know A. A, a is Jalen Hurts. Am I right about that?
2: You are correct.
1: Yeah, cuz he we talked about Jalen and he had a bad week this week. So he only yeah. had 11 points. Will you say the numbers for the second one again real fast? Yeah, say
0: them real quick. Twenty four point two, seventeen point five,
2: twenty-three point six, eighteen point nine. I'm gonna guess Aaron Rodgers. So I'll I'll give you a little hint here. You need to be a little creative. Yeah, I was about to say <clears throat> last four games as a starter for their team. Last four as a starter for their team.
0: Last for the starter
2: their team. Sam Darnold.
0: No, it's going to be someone who's replaced a quarterback. I would assume it's only played. Um, I'm trying to think through who's taken over quarterback positions for a few weeks. I can't think of any right now.
2: We may give you another hint, or it's this one will probably give it away. Or I can just tell you. Get, do
1: the hint. Let's we'll
2: see if we can. Yeah. See how smart we are. Your hint. It does not have to include 2021 games. Oh wow. 2021 games does not. Meaning, go. like it could go back. Fits magic. Yeah. Fits magic. It's not fits magic. Okay, then I don't know. Honeycut. I have no idea. Taysom Hill. Okay. Oh. Yeah, well, he started four games for Drew Brees last season. Yeah, he got twenty four, twenty four point two, seventeen point five, twenty three point six, eighteen point nine. For a couple
1: of those games, you could line him up as a tight end. <laughs> yes, he could. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <That's> <clears
2: <clears throat> anyway, throat> I just thought that was interesting. You know, with Jameis going down, who knows what um, what they're going to do with the back, with the quarterback situation in New Orleans? But you know, Taysom Hill. He's a guy like like Hurts. He just has a high floor because of his rushing ability. And so, you know, that's – I mean, I picked him up this week, not because I'm necessarily going to start him over Kyler Murray, but just to see how he does and take him away from my opponents mostly. Um, but, <clears throat> you know, the it's just going to be interesting to see how, he, how that pans out. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it, your first one again was? Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Well, thanks for those uh, takeaways. Um, For myself, uh, I think it's just there's some major question marks or holes that need to be filled by fantasy managers. Um, This last week was kind of devastating for uh, a few different, probably managers across the league, um, like Derrick Henry, King Henry, the top running back, gets injured out for the season. Um, That is a huge, huge, huge hole to fill for whatever manager has Derrick Henry. Um, And then it's definitely evident in our league as well. Uh, so just really tough. Number two, Calvin Ridley. Um, just a really tough situation. Um, and props to him for stepping out and being aware, like, okay, I need to get my mind right. And it's just a tough situation. Um, and it really to be able to step away and do that, uh, tough call on his part, um, but major props to him. But just really tough for a fantasy manager who may uh, have him on his squad and trying to figure out where to go from there. Um, number three, News just came out that Michael Thomas has done for again, never laced up the cleats and played this season. Um, man, just tough. For it, it's not not major, he never played, but uh, I think some people who ever had him on their team were hoping that he was going to come on strong and they took a chance and were having him on their
1: roster. And then the I think last the writing one, was on the wall for that one, by the way. You think so? Yeah, yeah, just. Listening to the Saints stuff, I just I don't think there was any way he was going to come back this year. But you know, it's still a bummer.
0: Yeah. Do you? I I don't know, man. Do you think feel like there's more there?
1: Like he then, he wants then just to Just an on? injury. Yeah, I do think there's more there. Yeah.
0: yeah like he's yeah. ready to move on from the Saints. Yeah, I think so. Hmm. And then the last one. It, it's probably only a week, but Aaron Rodgers. Coming up with COVID, it was Devontae Adams last week, and now it's Aaron Rodgers. Uh, so uh, Jordan Love, everyone's kind of talking about Jordan Love stepping in and trying to see the future of the Packers. I don't know if that's true or not, but he's out as well. Um, so just just some question marks for teams trying to fill those holes of those players. Um, just tough spot.
2: Yeah, you hate to see it for, I mean, all these guys, really. They're just, you know, they're big names. You know, obviously, Derek Henry was just on a absolute tear this year. And I think he actually came back in and played on his broken foot for a little mm-hmm. while.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Calvin Ridley, really, like you said, tough situation. You know, I think there's, I'm sure there's fantasy managers out there who are more frustrated with him because of that decision he made. But like you said, I give him props. I mean, it's that kind of stuff is, it's the real deal, you know, um, and it's important to take care of your, your mind and get your mind right um, and, and ready for, for life in general. So, um, you know, that that's a big deal um, for him. And, and I think it's the right decision decision for him, kind of like what you said. And then, I mean, those two guys, <clears throat> last two guys, Michael Thomas, who knows if he was ever going to have had a chance to come back. Aaron Rodgers, not just out because of COVID, but there's a little, I mean, people were ripping him to shreds because of he just some you know he's apparently unvaccinated and lied about it and the league the league knew he was unvaccinated and hasn't fined him like the league rules say they should for not following the right protocols and anyway mm. it's just crazy.
0: Wow, I haven't heard any of that. That's crazy. You, you know that yeah, problem? so he
2: so he at before the season, he um appealed he didn't get vaccinated. He appealed to the NFL and the Players Association um, to see if he could they, – they would count this like therapy he did, like some sort of other medical thing that he did as vaccinated. And they, they ruled no that you're still unvaccinated. And he hasn't worn a mask on the sidelines. He hasn't – he's been doing the press conferences without a mask, which apparently that's a whole thing in the mm-hmm. NFL that you have to do. The Packers even have been treating – the the players they know are not vaccinated have had to do the media stuff through the zoom and he has been live to the media. Um, So it's just a a lot of controversy who knows what's going to happen. A lot of people are, I mean, there's some people out there calling for his suspension. Um, I don't don't think that'll happen. I don't know, but it just, it's one of those things that kind of calls into question a little bit, you know, the league put these rules into place. They knew Mm -hmm. he was breaking them and, haven't done anything now I I also don't know if any player has been fined for for breaking COVID rules this year so I I don't I don't know if that's just a nobody has done it or no one has broken the rules I I have no idea but that's what's being said out there right now
0: yeah crazy well and one last thing on Calvin Ridley. I just think it's it's a big deal for him to make the statement that uh, life is bigger than football. Absolutely, and, yeah. And so there's more there's more at stake than just the football game. And so I think that's a big deal. Even for us fantasy managers who play this fantasy game, it's real people <coughs> and real life. And so life uh, is
2: bigger than football, and it's definitely bigger than fake football.
0: For real, for real. Uh, but, yeah, those are our uh, takeaways. Anything else, Will, you want to add in, chip into that?
1: All good, bro.
0: Okay. All right, heading on real fast. We're going to run through these quick. The top four player rankings for each position. Uh, for quarterback, we have Tom Brady, Matthew Stafford, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Kyler and Lamar drop off out of the top four for now. Um, our RBs, Derek Henry. I'll be curious to see how long he stays in the top four.
1: Three uh, weeks minimum, probably. Think so? No, I'm just kidding but maybe i don't at, know at least two i think he's he's think way he's ahead.
2: ahead that's he's like I'm... 50 points ahead of the next guy so yeah i feel like it's going to be at least two
0: maybe more until he falls out of the top 4 um so derek henry still one uh two is jonathan taylor three is austin eckler four is deandre swift uh for wide receivers cooper cup continues the tear had a big week last week again uh two is Tyreek kill three jamar chase four debo samuels And then Devontae dropped back out because he did not play last week. And then for our tight ends, we have Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, TJ Hawkinson, and Mike Gassetke. No one dropped out. That's the same four that we had in there. Um, Any comments you want to make about the top four?
1: Yeah, uh, you said Debo Debo Samuels. Debo
0: Samuel. Oh, my gosh.
2: (laughs) Um, I do have. I do have one quick comment on our, our boy Cooper's Cups. Um, Cup had uh, has sorry 213.3 fantasy points so far this season through week eight. In all of 2020, he had 208.7 points. Yeah. Wow. Through week eight, he has beat his 2020 points by six. And where five. was he
0: ranked last year with that?
2: Where did he end the season? Oh, I don't know. I didn't – I don't know that, but –
0: I'd be curious to see that because he still did pretty well.
2: I can pull that up real quick. Cup was – I mean, he was pretty far, far down. Oh, really? Yeah, he wasn't he wasn't three, great four, last year. Five, okay.
1: But he also had a different quarterback.
2: That's very true. We he was 20, 26. Okay. So a flex play. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Man. Well, he's definitely going to kill that out of the water.
2: Matthew Stafford, man.
0: He's changed the game down there. Mm. Um, Will, were you going to say anything about top fours? Uh,
1: no. Just that it's Debo Samuel. Debo
0: Samuel, that is correct. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for catching that. The You're extra welcome. S. Um. All right. So, um, are we going to hop into top performers, or do we maybe have a question?
2: Do we have a mailbag question? We do have one mailbag question. Yes. Awesome. <clears throat> and I will caveat this because um, the managers in our league refuse, refuse, refuse to support the podcast. Um, this question wasn't really submitted even as a mailbag question. But I'm I'm making it a mailbag question. So – our guy, Wally, manager of Chubby Girlies are Swift, asked, what has been the podcast's coldest take thus far?
0: Coldest take thus far. There have been a quite a few. Wally, thank you for your question through text, not through email. Um, Let's see. Coldest take. Uh, I mean, obviously, one of my coldest takes is the crazy call. I don't know if you'd call that a take. It was more of like a prediction. Didn't pan out. It was kind of just off the cuff. Um, I don't know. I mean, I we've been really down on Joe Mixon, and he is continuing to perform.
1: I would not go that no, far. No, that's <laughs> definitely not the coldest take. <laughs> that is not even close to cold. That's like I think, at worst, that's lukewarm. At worst, yeah. one
2: one that has to be up there. I don't know if it's the coldest, but. Will was pretty high on um, our guy, Funky Town fellas draft I was, and yep. he, his team nice. has just not performed. And that's partially due. I mean, you have guys like Antonio Gibson, which admittedly in the draft, I told this manager that was a great pick because I thought he, Antonio Gibson was going to have a killer year this year. Yeah. Like potential could have finished as, top three at running back you know and getting him in the second round like he did i was like that's a huge value and he's just not panned out for washington this year now washington is terrible so um that's part of it but um so i think that that might that that's got to be at least up there as far as coldest takes it's not even close y'all it's not
1: even close tell us will do y'all want to know do y'all want to know what the coldest take was yes yes tell us The cultist take was when I said that I think that a certain wide receiver could get double-digit touchdowns this season. This wide receiver has 14 catches. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) I said. Who are we talking about? I said that Terrace Marshall could flirt (laughs) with double-digit touchdowns. Yikes. He has 14 catches. Now, <laughs> in my defense, he's been out the last two weeks, and we know he was probably going to have at least a couple touchdowns in each game. <laughs> but I said he would have, or I said he would flirt with, I think what I actually said was it would not surprise me if he finished the season with double digit touchdowns. Well, touchdowns, would, not touches. Not touches, right? touchdowns. And he has 14 catches.
0: You know, you should learn something from that. You you gotta shy away from your your Homer LSU picks here and there. You know, you know how
1: many yards he has on the season? One hundred and sixteen.
0: Oh, he at least broke a hundred.
1: He That's has cool. one hundred and sixteen yards on fourteen oh. catches. So, if you would have only said that about Jamar Chase. Well, look, I mean, and and I think I probably brought this up whenever uh, I was talking about him. He was leading the team in touchdowns and then he got hurt. He missed, I think, three games and he still finished the season with like 13 touchdowns. He was better in the red zone than either Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson that year. Mm. And I thought the talent would translate. Now I think the Panthers' offense is pretty bad and yeah, his defense, but still, that was a freezing cold take. I mean, that was just so bad. So, anyway, it's cold. I think that takes the cake. It sure could. That that's sure so could. bad, dude. He has fourteen catches. Yeah, that's
2: bad.
0: Were there any of our other early, uh, like preseason picks that we were way off on? I can't even remember what we picked.
1: <coughs> I'll go back to the notes. <laughs> See here.
0: I'm just curious myself. Did we just really miss on some?
1: So actually, you wanna hear the uh the the week one power rankings real fast? Sure, go for it. Right <laughs> here. F- Funky Town Fellows is one, CMC was two, bird was three, eesh. It, isn't that just reverse of who's last right now? Basically. <laughs> Cook Cook was four, yeah. so that's not that's about where they're probably a little higher than that, but that's not far off. Keepers is five. That's also probably not far off from where they are. Chubby was six, eesh. Mm. They're way better than that. Ganks is a seven again, not bad. DMC is eight. Now I have them higher than that, but they're probably worse than the eighth ranked team in the league. <laughs> Matty Ice was ninth again, not far off. Big Easy was tenth. Mm, without Derrick Henry, who knows? Yeah. Daddy Daddy Kyle was twelfth. That's spot on. And then the Falcons are eleventh. So
0: that's spot um, on too.
1: I wouldn't go that far. <laughs>
0: I'm I'm joking. I'm joking. About to say.
1: Uh, watch your tone, honeycut
0: yes, John what about uh our production <clears throat> uh
2: well will said a he, this is fun we should, this is a good segment um in episode one will said the breakout player i i don't know if i if i should say it actually he's had he he just got uh released um will said henry, henry Ruggs would be a breakout player
0: oh yeah
2: Matthew said LaVishka Chenault would be a breakout player. That's also real bad. He's been bad. I said Antonio Brown would be a breakout player, which he's been decent. He yeah. Um, yeah. Will did say Kyle Pitts would be Rookie of the Year, and then also Terrace Marshall. <laughs> <for rookie laughs> again. Of the year. Again. I, I, I know that one is way off. And Kyle Pitts, he's been pretty good, so... Um, Matthew had Najee Harris for rookie of the year and Kyle Pitts I had Javante Williams which jury's still out jury's still out I mean he's not going to be rookie uh, of the year he's a fine player he's a good
1: player but he's not going to be like
2: rookie of the year and league winner Justin Fields
1: (laughs) yeah that that is (laughs) that's a cold take (laughs) although he had a good week this week he did um, have a really good I should have started we'll see if if
2: that continues
1: maybe he will be a league winner and maybe I shouldn't have dropped him so early but who knows you shouldn't
2: have you shouldn't have so. so there you go thank you Wally for that um, unintentional question for the rest of you managers out there Daddy Kyle especially send us a question you're not perfect hear us out we want to give input into your life could yeah. be literally about anything Come on. or
0: other fans out there that are listening please send us a question we'd love to ask, answer some more but time to move on to our top performers for week 8 uh, maybe Lassie let's start with you John.
2: Yeah. Um, I, I have, uh, one guy in particular, he was on my team finished on finished wide receiver two this week. Michael Pittman jr. Had 10 receptions on 15 targets, 86 yards and two touchdowns for 30.6 points, uh, finished just behind AJ Brown. So he's, he's really come along. He's turned it on the last couple of weeks. Uh, he's turned it to a nice player. Um, wide receiver two for sure. Maybe, maybe getting into the fringe wide receiver one area. Um, just depends if you can keep it up. And then secondly, uh we talked about about running backs, or ru- the backfields um you know through this week, but the Jets backfield man had an yes. incredible week this week. Michael Carter had thirty two point two nine nine receptions on 14 targets for 95 yards, 15 carries for 77 yards and a touchdown. Ty Johnson had 19.6, four carries for 15 yards, five receptions on six targets for 71 yards and a touchdown. Highest scoring backfield by far this week. Next closest was the Eagles, which is interesting to me. I don't know why. I just anyway, and they yep. they had they scored a combined thirty eight point four points across three different running backs. So the Jets running backs just completely dominated this week, which was awesome.
0: Well, and let's throw in a trivia question there. Do y'all know who the three backs were for the Eagles?
2: Um. I know perennial, of them. Perennial, perennial. Um, Matty Asin, the boys' starter, Jordan Howard.
0: He was. He was one of those. He was actually Boston, number two. Boston Scott. Yeah, he was the first one, and then the yeah. third one. Uh, Gainwell. Yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But
0: Jordan Howard got more carries than Gainwell when Gainwell has had two really
2: good weeks back to back, which was really interesting. Yeah, that was, he good was word. a dead. I picked him up in my in my other league and um and started him, and that was rough.
0: Yeah. And then on the Jets backfield, I'm like Michael Carter, he looks to He He looks really good. Yeah, he he looks to be stepping into a a, the position and being the RB one for sure.
2: It's just nuts that they're I mean, the backfield was targeted twenty times between the two of them. I mean that's that's crazy. I mean, Carter had fourteen targets by himself, you know. Like that's crazy for a a running back, I feel like. That's not it's Mm -hmm. pretty rare.
0: Yes, for sure. And that leads into my my top performer, so I'll go ahead and go, Will. Um, we had a guy who got drafted in 2018. This was his third season in the NFL. This was his first NFL start, and he had only played in one other game in three seasons. Mike White was quarterback two, twenty-seven point nine 27.9 points, threw for 405 yards and three TDs. Now he obviously threw a lot of drop down passes to his running backs, obviously, as we heard before. But just a cool story. Will it continue? I don't know. But for someone to step in and play in their second game and deliver and get the Jets a win, which is crazy. Against
1: the AFC leading Cincinnati Bengals, if I remember that correctly.
0: That is correct. Which
1: yeah, that's crazy. So but no good, longer fan no longer AFC leading since things,
0: yes, well, and then I was also um also Cooper rush I don't have a stats in front of me, but it was really cool to watch his family interact like they were so excited for him uh to play in that game and for him to get a win. It was just so cool, so congrats cooper rush yeah rush
2: had uh he was twenty four for forty for three hundred and twenty five yards two uh, touchdowns and uh, one pick, 18.2 points. Yeah. Mike White, like you said, he threw it 45 times, and 20 of those went to his running backs. Crazy. Insane.
0: (laughs) Insane. Man, kudos Mike White, man. Way to step in and get the Jets a win. That may be the the last one of the season. And
2: he had two picks, so that could have been even crazier. Oh, yeah. he didn't throw two picks. That's nuts.
0: That is nuts. Well, that's my takeaways. Uh, Our top performers, sorry, Will. Who you got for top performers?
1: Yeah, I actually have three. All right. Um, the first is AJ Brown. Uh,
0: killer, killer. Weekend. He had
1: ten catches, or yeah, ten catches, 155 yards, and a touchdown on 11 targets, which is pretty impressive. The thing about AJ Brown is, it seems like he always starts the year slow, and then by about this time, he really turns it on and we'll probably finish the season as a top 10 wide receiver cuz he just dominates at the end of the year. At least that's what it seems like the last few years he's been well, great at that second now, half of the season.
0: And now especially with Henry out, I, I bet his volume goes up.
1: Yeah. So he's he's uh had a nice couple of weeks. This week was obviously fantastic. Um and the other one, I just kind of want to shout out this player, uh, Elijah Mitchell. Um He had 16 carries, 137 yards, and a touchdown for an average of 17, sorry, 18 carries for 137 yards and a touchdown, average of 7.6 yards a carry, so he scored 20.7 points, and then last week he scored 17.7, so he's really filling in nicely in that San Francisco backfield. Uh, He's a good player, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if he continues, and then lastly, the last team, I want to give a shout out to or last person, is the Philadelphia Eagles defense. They scored 20 points. They had a touchdown, a fumble recovery, six sacks, and only lost six points against. So way to go, Philly D. They were the number three scorer on Run DMC this week with 20 points. So,
0: Wow. Man, big time. And um, A.J. Brown, like you said, I mean, he's had three solid weeks in a row, 16.1, 28.3, and 32.5. He's just yeah. getting better and better. Exactly. Man.
1: So if you draft AJ Brown next year, just plan for nothing to start really happening until about November, and I think you'll be rewarded late in the season.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, that is our top performers from Week Eight. Um, in- hey,
2: before before we jump into power rankings, let's can uh, can we talk about something real quick here? Go so for these it. Matthew on your takeaway, uh, you're, you talked about those four guys who are out: Henry Ridley, uh, Michael Thomas, and Aaron Rodgers. Um, Derek Henry, I guess really it's, I don't know who, who are, who are the top, you know, replacements for those guys that, that you see if, if anybody, uh, or who benefits from, from those guys being gone?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think the question is, I think, uh, the Titans added Adrian Peterson. I don't know what it'll bring to the table. Uh, and then the other question mark is Meck Nichols. I don't really, I'm, I don't, I'm not really sure if he's going to provide. What they think he is. I think they might need to go out and try to do something else, but I don't know if they can. Uh, so I don't know about Henry. Um, Calvin Ridley, Patterson's probably going to get more volume. I thought he was going to start dipping down, but now he's going to get more. And then. I Kyle Pitts? Kyle, I P- Kyle Pitts
1: fills that gap or Russell Gage?
0: Maybe. Maybe. Kyle Pitts will get an uptick a little bit, I think, but. I don't who really did, trust anybody else.
2: I, I should know this. Who did Atlanta play this this past week? Because <clears throat> Pitts drew their number one like their top cornerback and just had a, a a bad week. And so I wonder if he's gonna get more attention like that from their from their the defense's top cornerbacks.
0: They played um, Carolina.
2: Who is oh, I guess I don't know off the top of my head who they're
0: But they're playing the Saints this week, which that means they get uh Lattimore, Lattimore, which he's one of the best.
2: Yeah,
1: I don't know, man. He's such a matchup nightmare. I would not be surprised if he shakes a cornerback. Like I don't, I don't know if a cornerback can stay with him. He's so big and strong. I mean, he's a really good player. You know? We'll see, but I
0: mean, yeah. that's an interesting question. I mean, Michael Thomas, he he hadn't seen the field, and so. I, really right. don't, I don't think they have a pass catcher on their team that excites me.
2: I agree. I was going to say that. I, besides, I mean, yeah, there, there's not anybody, anyone there who I, I think is even rosterable at this point.
0: And now with Jameis, I mean, I meant to add Jameis to the list too. He went out. He's out for the season now. Yeah. And so, Taysom, I mean, he's a good replacement, but he can't sling it like Jameis. Do see here.
1: Jameis dancing in the locker room?
2: No, I didn't. Oh, he's the man with his crutches.
1: Yeah, he's the man. We should have a podcast about how amazing Jameis is.
0: Uh,
2: He is funny. Famous
1: Jameis.
0: Famous Jameis.
1: Yeah, but I mean, we'll see
0: how. uh, I'm sure there's a few more we could have added to that list too. Now that I'm thinking about it, but
2: um, well, Saquon just tested positive or something with COVID, I think. I know he's hurt, but. Yeah, I saw that earlier. I I don't know. Like, I don't know if it's a positive or if it's a, um, if it's a, uh, like he was exposed or something. I don't know. Well, and there was there was another team that
0: had like seventeen people exposed, and they weren't sure if it was players or front office. I can't.
1: That was
2: the Giants. I'm pretty sure.
1: Yeah. 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 Saquon's out for this week, testing positive for COVID. Oh my
0: gosh! Who else? Any other giant like starters? Daniel Jones
1: or. 13 Giants players and staffers. So Daniel Jones, I don't see anything yet. Um wow. Yeah, I'm not sure. We'll see.
0: I mean, they're already so short uh, at receiver right now. They keep going down. Um But uh um, all right. Well, are we ready to hop in to week 8 power rankings for the FL FFL podcast? Let's do it. League Will, what you got for us? Tell us.
1: Yeah, I'll bring it. Um, so this week, number one, stays the same. Chubby girlies. Even though they lost, Nick Chubb had a bad week. You know, should have started Melvin Gordon. We, I'm a huge Melvin Gordon fan. I think he's only trending upward. I don't think Javante Williams is, is tearing into his uh, carries at all. So, you know, big mistake there. Tyler Lockett was on the bench for A.J. Green. Yikes.
0: Bummer. Yeah. I know.
1: Bummer. If they start Gordon Lockett, their score is obviously much better. Um, and Mahomes had a terrible week. I think this week they, they play Keepers. So and keep, Keepers is a good team, so we'll see if that plays out. Mm-hmm. Keepers scored 180 this week, which is huge. Um, yes. But anyways, they're still number one. They'll stay number one most likely unless they lose a string of games. Cooper Cup has just been so amazing. And Tyler Lockett produced with uh, Al, Russell Wilson. So we'll see if that's a kind of a boomer bust thing or if he'll continue to play well. Um, and I think Mahomes will be better. I mean, the Chiefs don't look really good, but I still think Mahomes is going to be a viable, a very viable option in fantasy for a quarterback. So
0: I will say, though, that's two weeks in a row we've said that where he's going to come. I mean, he's had two not subpar weeks in a row.
1: Yeah. I. That's true, but I'm not like he's been so good for so many years. Yeah, like, for I'm, 3 I'm years not, now he's been amazing. So I'm
0: not down on him just saying.
1: Two weeks now look, if if they had a really really good option as a backup quarterback, maybe that's something you think about. Um, but you know I think for now you just you just start Mahomes. I'm trying to see who their backup quarterback is. Let's see.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure.
1: Carson Wentz.
0: Uh, meh.
1: Carson Wentz only had eighteen point one this past week. If I'm not, yeah, I, you know, he's quarterback eleven. He's averaging seventeen point four. That's not the worst, but Mahomes is averaging twenty two, and he's quarterback six even after this week. So anyway, you still you still start Mahomes, I think. Yeah. Um. Next we have uh, Cooks. Hold my Cooks. They're the third-highest score this week. I mean, Jonathan Taylor has really turned it on. I mean, he's been fantastic. Uh, nice win over Manny Ice and the boys. Uh, Mike Williams had a bust week. Again, something we're kind of watching. But still a solid team, top to bottom. Denver's D scored 16. Really helps the team out when your defense can gets you solid double digits like that. So, Cook's number three. Uh, I hate this team. DMC's number four. I'm sorry. Cook's number two. I hate this team. DMC's number three. Joe Mixon at 25.1. You know, he's the ninth-ranked running back in the league. Whoop-de-doo. But he's had, you know, so many games in single digits. He's had three big games that have really – I'm sorry, in the low double digits. But he's had three big games that have really bolstered that average. So three out of eight, not very good. You're failing. So anyways.
0: I uh, will say, to to just – at what point – at what point does Mixon – prove you wrong like what, when he stops it when
1: he stops getting games of 8 10.4 10.5 and 11.9 this guy gets so many touches every single week and he he had 20 carries and he got eight fantasy points that's just not good he had 18 carries he had 10 fantasy points he had 10 carries he had 10 fantasy points sounds a little better but he got a touchdown um my point is, is this dude gets so many touches each and every week, and he's three for eight on really good games. That's not a good average.
0: Okay. I so, hear what you're saying. So you would say, I mean, as I'm he looking needs, at this, He needs
1: to be consistent. He is incredibly inconsistent. Frustratingly inconsistent, yeah. in my opinion.
0: What I was going to say, as I'm looking at his stats, it looks like he's touchdown dependent. If I think he, he in, very
1: much is touchdown if, dependent.
0: If he gets in the touchdown, he if he gets in the end zone, he could have a, a – better week but when he doesn't
1: I absolutely agree with that but you know this team they got Phillies D scoring 20 points Um, Kamara Kamara has come on he's looked better the last two weeks he has but they had bad weeks from the Herbert their flex their tight end and their kicker Um, but the rest of the team was really good so four out of their players weren't very good but who cares because your defense scored 20 Uh, next we have no keepers 180 points uh, I'm sorry, that was last week. No, that was this week, 180 points. So, yeah, that was this week. Um, huge. Carter's been a really nice addition to this team. For sure. Godwin and Brady are obviously, you know, they continue to produce. Seven players scored 15 or more points and four had more than 20. The only teams that to score more than double digits were their kicker and their defense. So, And they each had nine, so that's a really good week. Um, but this week they have Hawkinson, Godwin, and Brady on bye. So we'll yeah, see how that works out. So is it,
0: this isn't the highest score we've had though, right? What was the highest score? No, I don't think it is. What was Lance's score? I think he had the highest so far.
1: Week
2: one. I'll go, look.
1: I'll go look. Okay, cool. Then while while he's doing that, next gangsters. But I mean, just what a terrible week. Like this is just mm-hmm. the worst. Their highest score had eleven point one points. Jalen Hurts was their highest score. With eleven point one points. That's just terrible. That's just DeAndre, rough. yeah, DeAndre Hopkins at eight point six. Uh DeAndre Swift had eight point one. So yeah, you know, that's just a really, really bad and they were never gonna win this week anyway, because keeper scored one eighty, but just a really, really, really bad week. But we all have these every now and then. Emmanuel Sanders, I did he even have a target? What did he get hurt? Nope, he had four targets, zero catches, zero points. I mean, but what a
0: crazy matchup where you have the team that scores the most playing the team who scores the least.
2: Yeah. So uh, Omar missed the top score by .7 points. Rough. We had – Cooks had 180.9 in week five. Okay.
1: Um, So, yeah, Gangsters is five. Big easy, had a bad week this week after – they won, but they still didn't score a lot of points. And they're dropping primarily because they lost Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. So this team complained that they were getting disrespected as fourth in the power rankings last week. And then they win and they drop. So I'm interested to see how much they won this week. But um, he, he just lost the best part in fantasy for an extended period. This can be difficult to recover from. Now, they have, they have uh, Daryl Henderson, who's good, and Damon Williams, who's you know, an okay RB two, but it's just not Derrick Henry. Like, yeah. it's going to be really tough for this team to recover.
0: Clyde, isn't Clyde on the bench too? Could on IR, back?
1: so yeah. you know, we'll see when he comes back. But um, still, Clyde is not Derrick Henry either. So mm-hmm. we'll see. They
2: are they are getting um, Jerry uh, Jeremy McNichols too. That trade hasn't gone through yet, but it's, it's yeah, you
1: know, that's kind of. I mean, which I mean, I know who knows. We talked gonna... about that. We talked about that earlier. We're not. We're not convinced that either Titans running back is going to produce. But again, right. anytime you lose Derrick Henry, it's just going to be tough. And I, I know this team's more than Derrick Henry. It's a good team, but you lost your best player. That's tough.
0: Man, it's just rough because I think I felt like this team was gaining steam and they were going to be. A big contender, and then you lose Henry. Yeah, they lose
1: anybody else. Maybe not Josh Allen, but they lose pretty much anybody else. And, you know, you're thinking, "Eh, they still still have Derek Henry and Josh Allen. Now they they don't. So that's a huge bummer. But we talked about A.J. Brown. He's been really good. Henderson's been a solid, solid running back. So, you know, we'll see. Um, Next, we have Matty Ice. not Not a great week. Um... <clears throat> they're one of the million three and five teams, which we haven't even talked about, but I think there are six teams out of the 12 that are three and five. Mm. Yeah. Six of the 12 teams are three and five and five of them are all in the same division, <laughs> which is hilarious. Uh, <laughs> Maddie, Iso sitting at seventh in the playoff standings. Currently one of the six, three and five teams. Um, They play Big Easy this week, so that's going to be a huge matchup. Mm -hmm. Because if Matty Ice can get a big win against a five and three team, they will further cement their spot as a playoff contender. But we'll see. Um, Big Dud by the running backs this week. They'll need that to be better,
0: dude. It was just it stinks. James Robinson went out like the second series, and it was just rough.
1: Yeah, they'll they'll definitely need them to be better, even without Derrick Henry to beat the the. Um, big easy this week, so we'll see. Uh, eight, we have the Millennium Falcons. Uh, this team so far, like every major player on this team has had has been on bye already, uh, really the last two weeks, but they seem to be out of that. They got real lucky with the win this week, because Zeke could have walked it in, probably, and scored and pushed uh, this team to a loss, but now they face the Gangsters next week, who are without Leonard Fournette and uh their other top running back who is deandre swift so yes um they have a really 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 good shot to win this week they need to take advantage of this opportunity
0: because i was gonna say this team has an incredible matchup this week
1: yeah they're they're incredible. pretty much they're pretty much all healthy with the exception of saquon barkley but javante williams has filled in okay he's been good yeah. enough um yeah. so hopefully this team can can get a win this week and also go to that four and five number and really kind of submit their spot as someone who has to lose several times to not make the playoffs, but we'll see. Uh, next is CMC. Ugh, four in a row. Four losses in a row. It's tough. Uh, Michael Pittman, Mark Cooper, and Coro Patterson all had solid weeks. Um, they needed something good to happen. And then Calvin Ridley takes time off. So uh, they need to win this week so badly so badly Um, next we have funky town who are on the cusp of a playoff spot at this point uh, which is encouraging for someone like me who said they might have the best roster at the beginning of the season so um, but they're sitting in 10th place they only need to make up two spots to get in that playoff spot Um, uh, they had a big one against CMC Uh, they need to win this upcoming week Uh, like a lot of these three and five teams to make an impact, Daddy Kyle lowest in points four is eleventh uh, by kind of a lot actually. Like the next closest team has oh nine thirty eight and they're at eight seventy five. So that's not very good. That's just Ooh. a bad team, but they're not last because Birdman's record is worse. He's two and six. Uh, yeah, bummer. So, <clears throat> and those are the power rankings for this week. Well, real quick, um,
0: where are the three and five teams? Where do you have them in the ranking? Can you go through that real fast?
1: Yeah, so let's see. The first three and five team is no keepers, and they're at number four. Um, The next three and five team is Matty Ice. They're at number seven. Uh, The next three and five team is the Millennium Falcons at eight. CMC is at nine. Funky Town Fellows is at 10, and Daddy Kyle is at 11. Those are all the three and five teams. Wow.
0: They just all, I mean, all those wow. people still have a chance at the playoffs for sure. Oh,
1: yeah. And even if you think about Bird, who's two and six with the worst record in the league, like he's, he's only one game back from a playoff spot. Yeah. And like Bird's points four are not great. He has 938, but like above him, for example, Daddy Kyle's three and five, 875. Funky Town Fellas, nine forty one. He's literally two points behind Funky Town Fellas because uh, he has nine thirty eight point eight. Funky Town Fellas is nine forty one point one. Run Run CMC has nine fifty two point six. So he's about fifteen or so behind. So like the gap between him and a playoff spot is not that large. Like he yeah. would just need to outscore a team by twenty and he's in. So all everybody in the league has a shot at the playoffs, and especially for three and five team loses this upcoming week and bird wins they have a they still have legit shots so many teams are still alive at this point it's going to be a really exciting finish to the season and it makes it quite hard to do power rankings because they are all very close
0: well and i was going to say so who of the three and five teams who has the most points for
1: so uh that's keepers. They're 3 and 5 and they have 1062.9. Now they had a huge week last week. Yeah. scoring 180. So that obviously helped. They also have the fewest points against of all the 3 and 5 teams. So it's kind of it's kind of surprising that their record is what it is. Then it goes uh Maddie Ice with 1009 and then there's kind of a bigger drop where you have the Falcons with 961, CMC with 952. Fucking town fells with nine forty one and Daddy Kyle with eight seventy five. So, um, you know, like the Falcons, for instance, have scored consistently high with the exception of like a couple of weeks. Like mm-hmm. their week one, they got seventy points, and that really threw them off when everyone else was scoring one thirty one forty in that first week of the season. So, uh, they started behind the eight ball with that first week points for. But um yeah, this is gonna be an interesting finish, like I mentioned. It's a lot of teams near yeah. three and, and five spot.
0: And what's interesting is that you're uh, the Falcons team, y'all have an 80% chance to make the playoffs. So I'm trying to figure out what is that, where are they getting that from?
1: So I have to imagine it's quality of team and maybe quality of opponent moving forward. Um, factoring in things like bye weeks for teams. Like I play gangsters who are four and four, but they have their top two running backs on bye this week. So yeah. you got to like the Falcons' chances that week. Um, this upcoming, so I, I have to assume it factors and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Okay, that's why we play the
2: game. That's right. Well, I'm, I, I'm sitting at a strong 17% to make the playoffs. Yeah, that's a huge <laughs> bummer, especially when
1: Daddy <laughs> Kyle, who has fewer points for, is at 56. They have a much better shot than you do. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Birdman, who is a game behind, has a better shot than you do, according to ESPN
0: that is crazy. Yeah. Yep. John, any update on the thing that you're using, the playoff thing?
2: Yeah, I was just looking at it. So, um this says Birdman has the the uh, lowest chance of making playoffs at 10.6%, Daddy Kyle is at 12.55%, oh, funky town is at 30 almost 35%, and it says run uh run CMC I'm at 49.88% to make it. Um so again, who know? I mean, you know, I, it obviously calculates differently. Maddie Ice and the boys says, you your highest percent chance now is to finish seventh at sixteen point five five percent. You still have a 73 percent uh, chance to win or to make playoffs. I mean, <clears throat> um, you have as uh, the William Falcons highest percent chance. This says is eighth at seventeen and a half still has a 51.7% chance to um to make playoffs. So, so interesting. While uh Chubby Girlies is 100% there, they have no they can't finish according to this, they can't finish worse than 7th. Um everyone else has a potential technically to finish outside of the playoffs.
0: Okay. Cool. That's, that is interesting. Um thanks for the power rankings. Will appreciate it. Uh, we do have some buys this week, some big buys, as we talked about how the, uh, the Falcons have a great matchup. Uh, we have the Bucks on a buy. So that's Brady, Godwin, Evans, Brown, Gronk, Lenny. Um,
2: yeah, check this out for the Bucks. Okay, Brady is quarterback one, Leonard Fournette's running back 12, Evans, wide receiver seven, Godwin, wide receiver eight, Antonio Brown on a points-per-game basis, is wide receiver six. Gronk, on a points-per-game basis, is tight end three. And the Bucks D is defense number four. It's just nuts. One team is taking out all top ten almost players. It's insane.
0: Yeah. I mean, are they the best offense, it looks like,
2: based off that? Fantasy-wise, I think it's got to be.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Leonard Fournette has really pushed that offense over the edge. Not that the other guys aren't better, just adding that. Yeah, run game uh, yeah. to that already prolific passing attack is, is really pushing the offense to the next level from a fantasy perspective.
0: Yeah, so anyone that has a Bucks on your team, uh, tough buy. Uh, and then we have Washington, so that's uh, McLaurin, Gibson. Uh, J.D. McKissick. Yeah, McKissick. And like we talked about, man, Gibson hasn't been quite what I even thought. I thought he was going to be way better. I mean, he hasn't necessarily met that. Um, and then the next team we have Seattle, so DK Lockett. Um, it's exciting. Russ seems to be on his way back. If he can get healthy over this bye week, maybe to play next week. So that's exciting for anyone that has Russ on your team, like myself. Uh, and then also on bye is the Lions. So that's really Swift and Hawkinson that are the most relevant there. So those are your buys. Um, y'all have any other comments
2: on that? Not on that, but I have one question for y'all. Uh, and don't cheat uh, by looking at ESPN. Who do you think has made the most moves uh, th- this season on in our league? I
1: looked earlier and Bryce was crazy high. Is that still the case?
2: He is, <clears throat> he's made yeah. he, he's leading with 40. I'm next with 30. I've made 30 moves. Jeez. <laughs> the lowest is cooks He's made two moves <laughs> that's good 40 moves to two that's insane yeah, i mean bryce
0: bryce is always known for being a, a he makes so many
2: he's a y'all, tinkerer. y'all are at 10 and 14 um will's at 14 mine has um, just um, been getting trying new quarterbacks like almost yeah. exclusively i've been trying different quarterbacks
1: so
0: that's an interesting stat um what about trades? I think we had a trade. Did we have two trades go through, or just one?
2: I think just one. I thought. Let me look. Well, it hasn't gone through yet. Um, it hasn't get, did it? Are y'all did I lose you? No, okay. no, we're still here. No, we just have one. Um, I think.
0: Didn't the Berry brothers do a trade? Or was that last week? Did we talk about that one?
2: I think we talked about that. I think one. we talked about it.
0: Okay. Do y'all want to talk about the one that could go through? I mean, I would, <clears throat> I would assume it's going to.
2: Sure. So, Big Easy's trading Dawson Knox to Chubby Girlies or Swift for Jeremy McNichols and Jarvis Landry. And honestly, I'll just say this trade, I was kind of like, meh, when I saw it. So, yeah, same. I mean, yeah, I mean, this is, you know. Chubby needed a tight end, I know, and... Big Easy's probably just hoping Jeremy McNichols um, you know, gets uh, to 40% of Derrick Henry's volume. And Jarvis Landry, I feel like, is kind of, I don't know.
0: Yeah, man. I, I was really like, I, I would have hoped that you could get more out of the potential of McNichols, even if we don't think he's going to be good. I feel like you could have gotten more out of that than just a tight end, Dawson Knox. But I don't know.
2: Well, Wally has you know has a special place in his heart for money, so yes. apparently he's the only guy that he'll trade with. So
0: yeah, yeah, won't respond to anybody else. That is true. Well, um, let's hop into our matchups. Let's look at this next week for week nine in our league. Um, Will or John? Nope, or... not me. Not me. John, you. Got... <clears throat>
2: I'll go first. Yeah. Um. So first we have Gangsta's Paradise versus the William Falcons. Um, we talked about this a little bit earlier, or Will mentioned it. Uh, I'm picking the Falcons here. Gangsta's had hard, has some hard times this week with Swift and Fournette on buy. Um, not much he can do to slide in and replace his RB1 and 2. Uh, so I don't, I, don't, I don't know if he picked up anybody on waivers or not. Um, and I don't know if he can rely on Connor and Mark Ingram. Um, Can Sanders bounce back from last week's goose egg? Who knows? He has a lot – Gankstis has a lot of work to do to pull this one off over the Falcons. Uh, Falcons, like we talked about week in and week out, have a boomer bust team. So really this team could easily go for 150, and they could just as easily go for 50. But I think they pull out the the win here. Um, When I wrote my notes and and first looked at this matchup, um, they had Derek Carr starting – or they had Kirk Cousins over Derek Carr. I might flip that. I think Derek Carr might be might have the better matchup and edge over Cousins. But besides that lineup change, I think the Falcons look good. My bold prediction here, Najee Harris, Debo Samuel, and um Brown outscore the entire Gangsta squad this week.
0: Whoa. Okay.
2: Um I'm also
0: going with Falcons. I mean, this matchup this matchup is great. Um Swift, Fournette, both out. Um, and I believe CeeDee Lamb is gonna have the big week this week for the Cowboys, probably going over twenty five points in fantasy to help the Falcons win.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm going Falcons here. This is kind of one of those weeks as as gangsters where you're like, you know, I hope I win, but I'm not planning on it. You know when you have your two starting running backs out, it's it's just tough. So
2: Yeah. Yeah, tough. Tough for gangsters there. <laughs> Uh, Next, we have Hold My Cooks versus Daddy Kyle. Um, I'm taking uh, Cooks in this one. Uh, They're taking a bit of a hit with Evans being out um, and having to play or rely on Jacoby Myers. But that's really, I think, the only thing that's hard about this team uh, this week. Daddy Kyle has some injury problems. You know, Mitchell's been injured. He's He's still questionable. questionable. Kittle and Jacobs are all questionable or worse. Rodgers is out this week. Um so he has some holes to fill. Um, his his wide receivers are solid, even with McLaurin out, but I don't think that's going to be enough. However, uh, so I'm picking Cooks, but my bold prediction, I'm going back to my roots here. Jordan Love is going to outscore Lamar Jackson.
0: <laughs> you love that pick. <laughs> love it. Um, this I was going back and forth on this one the whole time I was looking at it. I think I'm going to go with Cooks because they're the hot team. Um, so. That's my choice.
1: Yeah, I, I'm going Cooks as well. I just think they're the better team and there's nothing in the bye weeks that really signals to me that they're not gonna come home with this one. So
2: Yeah, okay. Awesome Cooks all the way there. Uh next we have Birdman. Uh, I'm taking Run DMC by a hair in this one. Uh, this is a pretty good matchup. Might be might be the best matchup of the week. Um, neither team is really hurt that much by the bye weeks. Um, they're pretty much both at full, full strength. Um, <clears throat> I do think if Dalvin Cook and Zeke look anything like uh, they were drafted to be, uh, Bird has this one in the bag. I just don't know if they're going to be able to do it. Um, Kamara might take a little uh, hit with Ingram coming on board. And who knows what's going on with the QB situation there. Um, Birdman has some struggles with Woods and Smith. Um, that's hard. That's a tough wide receiver combo there. Uh, and, and DMC's wide receivers are a lot better. Uh, overall, I think DMC takes this one, but it's going to come down to the wire. And I think DMC wins by less than five points.
0: Yeah. I know I mentioned on the last one, I, talk, uh, I looked at it long. I looked at this one really long. Uh Cooks has a tough or um uh, Dalvin Cook has a tough matchup with uh the Ravens, but um I am gonna go with Birdman. I think I'm gonna go with Birdman. That's all I got. Mm.
1: So I wrote down on this one Cook and seek lead the way here for Bird, but I'm probably wrong because DMC just keeps winning. So I'm gonna go with DMC. Okay so i think i think birds should win, but somehow d m c just keeps winning so yeah. we'll go with that
2: All right. awesome <clears throat> go go, go d m c uh next we have Funky town fellas versus run c m c and i am i'm going i mean you gotta go funky town here c m c is struggling bad four game losing streak uh without McCaffrey and Ridley. uh who knows you know, who knows if really's even gonna be back and McCaffrey, same thing. Um <clears throat> so yeah, I, I mean I, I don't know if if CMC has a chance here. It's hard to rely on Latavius Murray and Alex Collins. Um hoping I mean his only shot, my only shot really is if Patterson continues his tear, it's a tough season. Um if if CMC if McCaffrey does play, I think I think I can pull it pull it out, but I don't think McCaffrey's gonna play. So funky town takes this one uh from from CMC and this might be the game we look back to that or that I look back to that keeps me out of the playoffs.
0: Yeah, I was about to say would you change your pick if uh Christian McCaffrey ends up playing?
2: I do think if he plays I I, I mean I I think I I think I'm going to get it, um but I I just don't think he's going to play. I mean I I think Carolina's being too really cautious with him um and so yeah. I don't think he's going to play. But I will I will officially say if he does play, then I'll change my pick to, to CMC.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the same thing you're saying. I like fellas here. Um, I think Aaron Jones is probably going to have a really big week. They're going to rely on him even more. So this week with Aaron Rodgers out versus uh, Devontae Adams out. um, Yeah, I think Van Jefferson could have a decent game too. So I'm going with fellas. And I think I'm going with fellas regardless if McCaffrey plays or not. Okay.
2: Yeah,
1: I am um, I think I agree. CMC is just reeling, and I think it just continues. So I'm going to go with the uh, fellas here.
2: Okay. Next, we have the Big Easy versus Matty Ice. <clears throat> and I'm picking Matty Ice. I mean, we've talked about this is the worst case scenario for Big Easy. I don't know if he can rec- recover. It's really tough losing Derrick Henry and Big Easy. I feel you. I lost my number one pick too. You know, it's hard. Uh, thankfully for you, you got enough wins that you might be able to still make the playoffs. I, I don't think I'm going to make the playoffs, which I never would have guessed to start the year. Um, anyway, who knows what CEH's value will be when he returns. Darrell Williams has looked pretty good in his absence. Um, Hunter Renfro starting as your wide receiver two is rough. Robbie Anderson is in the flex. So this was as of yesterday when I was looking at these, so he might have changed his lineup. Um, a lot has to go right for Big Easy this week. Maddie Ice, on the other hand, has a nice team uh, with uh, Burroughs. With yes. With Joe, Joe Burroughs doing well. Hopefully Adams is back this week. Um, and, you know, don't forget about league winner Justin Fields and his breakout game last week. If only this were a two-quarterback league. Matty Ice takes the cake on this one. Joe Burrow is going to outscore Josh Allen.
0: Whoa. I would love that to happen. Uh, I am also going with Matty Ice. Um, It was tough last week. Robinson going out. Devontae Adams being out to start with. I think we come back strong, and we score over 130 points this week.
1: Yeah. I'm going Matty Ice as well. I mean, you look at that lineup for for um, big easy and it's it's just tough uh, losing obviously Derrick Henry and Clyde Edwards to like this team has done remarkably well after losing Clyde Edwards because Daryl Henderson has been so good but without both of them it's just this is tough so I'm gonna go big easy I'm sorry I'm gonna go uh, uh, Matty ice here
2: all righty and last but certainly not least we have chubby girlies <clears throat> versus no keepers and I'm picking Chubbies again. I mean, I, I didn't think he was gonna lose this last week, and he did. But um, No Keepers has a lot of moves to make, and he he's made some. He has to get a quarterback and a tight end, and unless he wants to drop Brady and Hawkinson, he'll have to drop some of his depth that he to keep them rostered. Eckler's obviously a beast, and Carter is is looking really good, and so is Boyd. Um, but I think the holes at tight end and quarterback are too much to overcome. Chubby is still reeling after his loss to DMC, but he's going to come back with a vengeance. Mahomes is going to have a breakout game against Green Bay. Cup continues to tear. Hubbard is doing well. And um, they fixed their tight end problem. So I think Chubby is going to take it. Yes. Um, Okay, so the Giant has
0: fallen, and I'm going to go against them now. I'm going with keepers. I think Keepers is going to pull this out. I think Eckler and Carter are going to combine for big weeks. Diggs is going to come on really strong this week and have a really big week against Jacksonville because they are real bad. And um, only thing, I, I want them to put somebody else in their flex. Omar, listen to me again here. I told you with the Boyd pick, put somebody else in your flex, please.
1: Anybody, and I think you win the week. There you go. Um... So yeah, Chubby's girlies lost. You know you don't pick Alabama until they lose, except they're number two in the playoffs. So I'm gonna go with girlies again. Okay, even with one loss. Bomber, jump there, on the bandwagon.
2: There you have it. So our um, our record thus far, y'all y'all gained some games on me. Will is 22 and 20. He has a winning record ooh, now. Ooh, look at that. Uh, Matthew and I are both 23 and 19.
1: Ah, oh, yes. I'm closing the gap, though, people. Look, at, look out.
2: So, and, a, and then we, we were all wrong. Records. We were wrong on all of our bold predictions, except Matthew said Burrow would score more than Tua, and I said that Cooks would win by more than 20. So
0: we both got those um, right.
2: Yeah, we got those right. I, I said these are some cold takes. Here's some cold takes for you, Wally. I said um, Jalen Hurts would go off for 30-plus. He definitely did not. Ooh. And I said Kyler would finish as quarterback one, and he definitely did not.
0: That is true. Rough, Rough week out there.
2: Yeah, rough week.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, John, thanks for leading us through that. Hey, let's have another great week. Hopefully we can see some separation from these three and five teams this week. Hopefully. Um, yeah. Do any, of, do any of them play each other? I forgot to look at that, actually. I'm
2: playing Funky Town.
0: Okay, so there's one team that's going to be different for sure. Um,
2: any other
0: matchups between three and fives?
2: We had to have some. No, there's not. Okay. Nope.
0: So that that's the definite shift there, at least.
2: Um, That's part of why I think that this game is a deciding factor for me for the playoffs.
0: I agree. After so. looking at that, for sure. All right, well, guys, another great week. Any last closing statements that y'all would have, have to make?
2: I have a cool one here. So, the touchdown, the game winner from uh, Cooper Rush to Amari Cooper at Minnesota, is the first time in NFL history where the passer's first name matches the receiver's last name exactly. And the Cowboys also have the only passing touchdown where the passer's last name and the receiver's first name are an exact match. When Andy Dalton threw a touchdown to Dalton, also against Minnesota.
0: Wow, just history being made against Minnesota.
2: (laughs) Very, it's just interesting. I thought that was kind of cool, you know.
0: That is really cool. Cool. Will, got anything for us?
2: No.
1: Let's have another great week of fantasy football.
0: I agree with you guys, and then uh, just a great nine. week in general, like for you know, sure, for Because sure, life man. is
1: bigger than fantasy football.
0: That is right, y'all. Y'all people have a great week. It is. as just people living your life. Uh, John, you want to tell them real quick how can they stay connected with us?
2: Yeah, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, l underscore pod, uh, or send us an email at flfffl dot pod at gmail dot com. Send us mailbag questions and uh, with. You want to talk about I'm um, you know, um, limited fantasy football here, so let's talk about golf. Will loves following uh, cricket, uh, and so you can ask him any kind of cricket question because he is a sports fan, and I'm so he knows guy. all the teams. Uh, he knows all the teams in cricket, and so he he literally India he is can ask him Anything?
0: <laughs> oh gosh, that wow. is great. Well, they are actually really good at cricket,
1: so <laughs>
0: they are. Well, thanks for joining us, people out there in the pod waves. Uh, Keep it chilly, my friends.
1: Peace
2: out, everybody. Send us those mailbags.
1: I don't listen to fantasy football. (laughs)